When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And on scorenorth.com. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. And Rami's already in a food coma because I took him a mile down the street for a gizmo sandwich. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. My first gizmo. Yeah. It was my first gizmo. You tried the cookies yet? Everybody remembers. Um, they haven't dropped off any free cookies yet, Judd. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Turn the music down. Say that louder. They haven't dropped off any free cookies yet, Judd. Okay. <clears throat> I think they probably heard that. I hope so. I'm Mackie, sure they're running over here right now. The coffee over there is good, though. Good. That's nice. Uh, Mackie and Jed with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app live at the Minnesota State Fair. And if you're uh, looking to come over here and either yell at us or shake our hands <laughs> or any combination, we are off Chamber Street and at the sort of the left edge of the grandstand. And we're going to start the show off with a bang here. President of Basketball Operations with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Gerson Rosas, I'm guessing this is your first Minnesota State Fair, or are you just like, no, I actually come here every year. <laughs> first one, and it's beautiful. Unbelievable weather, great people. Excited to be here. Have what? you eaten anything yet? Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Wait, you've been here since 1 o'clock. You've been here for three hours, and you haven't even had, like, a corn dog yet. I think I had a couple of chips at the last stop, but it's been nonstop. <laughs> this man's thin. He's in great shape. He's not like us. <laughs> so I don't know. Are... Those cookies smell pretty good. I thought you guys don't might have some over here. No. Yeah, the f- I think they blow the fans in this direction, too, just to, just to make sure you catch a whiff. So what are your, now that you've, you've been in Minnesota for a while, and now you're, you're absorbing, for at least the last few hours, the great Minnesota get-together uh, a, do you feel like a Minnesotan yet? And B, what are your observations of three hours at the State Fair? You know what? It's great. It's good to see how passionate people are about the state and, and an event like this where everybody comes out. And, you know, for me and for my family, which are out here, it's, it's been great. I mean, the, the weather, uh, the excitement, uh, you know, I, I know the summer's coming to an end, but it's a, it's a great way to appreciate uh, the season here uh, in, in Minneapolis and for for me you know being a guy around the NBA you don't get a chance to experience uh, different cities uh, in this way and now to be making Minneapolis home it's been a lot of fun and we're really enjoying it are you a big food guy are you a foodie by any stretch I, I, I try to be um, you know as much as we travel as much as you go you want to eat eat good but you know I, I, I try to be a little bit healthier as much as I can 
Way to make us feel bad about it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Again, look at this guy. He's in fantastic shape. He doesn't resemble uh, any of us. No writers. Look at him. He clearly works out, which is a complete violation of all my rules lately. Hey, you're, not, you're, not, you're not supposed to actually engage in the training activities that you're setting yeah. up in the system. What are you doing, Gerson? <laughs> Trying to stay healthy. <laughs> Go to Manny's. Murray's come back and watch practice and watch the players run around. That's the key. Uh, I've made my rounds around there. I've, I've figured out Ike's brunch on the weekend. Oh, that's been pretty good. That's, there you go. that's yeah. sneaky good. I feel like Ike's is great. I feel like Ike's, like, they'll give you a Bloody Mary and, like, your breakfast or brunch is, like, on the, the stick. In the Bloody Mary. Yeah. Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. It's aggressive. But you got to stay light on your feet. You got, what, two little kids to chase around, right? I've got twins that keep me and my wife running around all Ooh. the time. So it's, we've got to stay on tip-top shape for them. So we are... You know, I think we all want the best for the Timberwolves, and I think I, I think I speak for the show here. And 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 Rami's been here for about seven months, and he actually covered the Bucks for a while before that. We feel like we feel like you're setting up something really interesting, and we feel like the hires have been interesting. And Carl Anthony Towns obviously is incredible. In a in a perfect world, what do you envision if if your vision goes to plan? What can fans expect in like three years from now with the Timberwolves? I mean that's a good that's a good way to, to look at it because what we want to do is build something that's sustainable. Um, you know this organization was in the playoffs two years ago and it wasn't something that you were able to maintain. Um, the reality for us is we want to build the stay in power for our fans and for this community where they understand uh, that we're doing something that's never been done here. And you guys know as well as I do, it takes time, it takes effort, uh, and it takes a lot of work. But we want to be in the playoffs consistently. Uh, we want to be in a situation where we're building towards contending status. Uh, we have a, a cornerstone player in Carl Anthony Towns who is coming into his own and his prime, and, and it takes time. Um, you know, I was fortunate to be around Houston a long time, and you don't realize that Kim Alonjo won his first championship at 33. Mm -hmm. um, James Harden wins his MVP at 29. Like, it's... You know, patience is a virtue that it, it's not easy for fans or a marketplace, and we understand that. But everything we've done from building the team to building our staff on the coaching side and the front office side is to build a different program here. And we're excited about the work at hand. There's a lot of work to do, and it's going to take some time, but we're building something special. What's the goal as far as that timetable then goes? Because we used to talk about five-year plans, and obviously this, the Sixers had trust the process, and that took a long, long yeah. time. And Wolves fans, as I'm sure you know by now, have been extremely patient, and there's been a lot of trying times. What's a realistic goal for for this uh, franchise now in your mind to ascend to at least the beginning of where you really want them? Yeah, so, so our approach is going to be one of competing. Uh, to me, it's incredibly important that with our core, uh, we do everything we can to have success. We don't want to take steps back. Uh, but that means building a system on offense and defense. It means building habits, uh, building standards. And for us, that's going to be the process and approach that we're going to have from day one. Uh, in reality, you know, and I, I talk often about Carl's window and how we maximize that. That's not, hey, let's put all the chips in and get it done in year one. It's when he reaches his peak, you know, and in the next two, three, four years, we want to be there with him. And we want to be a team that's consistently in the playoffs. And as he can grow and lead us and direct us to the championship level, he's at his best and we're at our best. So during that time window, you know, for us, starting here with the season, we want to move forward and have success at every opportunity. Wolves president Garrison Rosas, our guest out here on Mackie and Judd with Rami, live from the Minnesota State Fair. I want to go back, actually, before you were hired and the interview process. I read a pretty in-depth article about 
what that was like, and it was a pretty unorthodox way that they went about interviewing you and the other candidates with the heavy emphasis on diversity, of, of involving women, of invo involving minorities. When you're applying for a job, yes, you want to impress, but at the same time, you want to make sure it's someplace that you want to be and that you can succeed. How impressed were you with, with the, the process of the interview before you were even hired by the Timberwolves? Absolutely. I, you know, I've been in uh, multiple processes, and, and this one was a very inclusive process. Uh, you know, the, the, the individuals that were involved from top to bottom, uh, for me, alignment is a huge piece of the uh, foundation to have success. And in order to be successful, not only in the NBA, but in any league, you got to be together. You know, it's not done by one individual. And having a guy like, like Ethan and, and, and what he brings to the table on the corporate side and Ryan Saunders and what he does on, on the coaching side, we need to work together. You know, this is uh, it's a competitive landscape. You got to be able to maximize your resources. You have to have a common vision, common philosophy, and common goal. And this organization, through that process, really showed it. Uh, ownership was unbelievable. Uh, you know, they're hungry. Eh? I know our, our fans want something of substance. Ownership wants something of substance. And he doesn't get Glenn Taylor doesn't get the Taylor the credit he deserves. But what we're building on the court and off the court with our staff, the investment, the commitment that's been done to it. Um, it's been the world to be, and that's the reason why I'm here, because they want to do something special, and they want to do something that's never been done. Gerson, what is your favorite ingredient that you learned or picked up in Houston? I know there's probably a hundred of them, but what is, what's, what's the one that you think is the most important? You know what? It's um, unity. I mean, it, it, you know, in the past, I've been on, on teams that have had a lot of talent but hadn't been together. And we've been on teams that have had less talent but have been together. And the ability to maximize your resources, and whether it's on the court or off the court, uh, it's something that's night and day in terms of the impact. Um, but also questioning the norm you know why do we do what we do um, whether it's in sports or, or in business the focus of is there a better way to do it is there something we're not thinking about and it plays into what you mentioned in terms of diversity like you don't want to have blind spots and you don't do this by yourself this is not a one-man job you build the best staff you can on the court as a team and off the court and you try to do everything you can to be successful day in and day out you got to get the little things right in order to get the big things right let's go back to cat um with how good he is and, and how, how important he is to the franchise now and in the years to come, how, how do you go about philosophically deciding how, how much to involve him? Because, you know, you, you often hear coaches and executives say yeah. he's a player and he's just a player. But it seems like in this league, you, if you have somebody really special, the, the involvement of that player probably transcends what we're used to as fans are seeing. What's the decision on when to talk to him about things and perhaps involve him more than you would just a guy from the roster? No, I think that's a great question. And, uh, you know, it's a player's league. Um, the reality of the NBA, five players on the court, they play both ends. They impact the game at such a high level. Um, we had a lot of success in Houston by involving our guys. There's a, you know, it's, it's often misconstrued. Uh, players aren't making decisions they're involved in the process in terms of they need to know hey how are we going to play offense how are we going to play defense what their role is going to be and how they're going to be impacted but you don't put those guys in a situation where they're saying yes or no to things they want to know what's going on and why it's going on and they want to do their best to be put in a position to be successful so he's intimately involved um, i think for us for myself for ryan uh, even for Ethan, even for Glenn, he's a key part of what we're doing here, and we want to make sure that he understands why we're doing what we're doing and what his role is so we can have success. But 
this is this is a league where if players believe in the plan and the goal, uh, they'll do whatever they want to do. And Carl, in particular, my experiences with him have been incredible because of his commitment to this organization, his commitment to this market, and his commitment to want to do something to that's never been done here and that's build the championship with the Timberwolves. All right, so these guys have been super hard on Andrew Wiggins for a long time and I've just been the voice I've just been the voice oh, yeah, of no, reason. Just yeah. just <laughs> throwing praise at Andrew Wiggins constantly here on this show. All right, so it's like for like 4 years I've been relatively hard on Andrew Wiggins on this show. And I guess my simple question to you is is he still unlockable? I mean he I mean he can score points but in terms of efficiency and and everything else that you that you need for him to take a step forward is he unlockable well, we need him to be unlockable. And my experiences with him, I, you know, I, I, I haven't been here in the past, so I've given him a clean slate. Um, he's very passionate uh, about wanting to have success here. And, you know, being passionate is one thing, doing it is another, and that's what we've been working towards. He's had a very good summer. He's been very committed um, here in, in Minneapolis and even uh, throughout the summer working hard and getting ready for this season. And we're going to ask a lot of him, you know, not just offensively but defensively, our style of play, our approach, how we're going to do it. But the reality is my job and, and Ryan's job is to invest everything we can so these guys can have success. And at the end of the day, we're going to give him every opportunity to be successful. We feel like he's going to be a beneficiary of this offensive system, and we're going to demand more from him on the defensive end and on the rebound on the glass so he can help us be a better team there. When you say he's passionate, is does he show you something behind closed doors that he doesn't necessarily show on the court or when cameras are on him? Because I think... One of the problems that some Wolves fans might take with Andrew Wiggins, I'll admit, I'm one of them. I'm not going to be the guy who just puts it out on other people and it's their take. But there seems to be who sometimes... Who do that on the show, Rami? There seems to be a laissez-faire <laughs> attitude sometimes or, or a lack of passion from Andrew Wiggins. Is it just something that doesn't come through to, to the average fan, or does he show you something different behind closed doors? No, I think that's a fair perception, and I think it's, it's tough for fans or it's tough for the media sometimes. You guys don't see the day-to-day -day and sure. the interactions and all that. Uh, but to be, you know, just to argue his side of it, you know, he's had multiple coaches during his time here, multiple sure. offensive system, multiple defensive system. We need to build some continuity about him. Um, you know, there's certain things that he can control that he can do better, and he's committed to that. We've had some hard conversations with him, and then we have to do things that set things up for him and help him to be a more effective player. But we feel like in the open floor uh, with how we want to play, playing alongside Cat, I mean, he's, you know, in. Anytime you go through these processes, you learn players, you see what they're about, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and he's doing the things that we're asking him. And now, as we come into training camp, as we come into the regular season, we're going to see where the uh, rubber meets the road there. But I can only judge a man by his actions, and his sure. actions have been pretty positive by my end. You want a cookie, by the way? They did. Oh, yeah, they, they, they brought cookies. Yeah. They I mean, brought cookies. I mean, this Thank is, you very it much. Worked. Yeah. You're welcome. It worked. You're welcome to take the bucket as you as My you buddy know. Brian bought them. Thanks, oh, Brian. Oh, you Thank brought them? Brian brought them. I owe you, Brian. I thought those. <laughs> <laughs> you bought four dozen. <laughs> That's a lot of cookies. Mackie and Jeb with Rami at the State Fair here. And, uh, and so we have, throughout the course of the fair, uh, mostly in the 4 o'clock, right to start our show, Cheryl Reeves is going to join us at some point, Lindsey Whalen, um, Bruce Boudreaux, Lou Nanny. So you're, you're going to be the guinea pig here for what we call the Mackie and Jeb with Rami, do you know the State Fair quiz? Five questions, <laughs> and the goal is to post the best score out of five among all of the We're guests that are going to join us. We're going right? to have a leaderboard up here, Gary. So, so Declan back in the studio, if you could fire up a little, uh, a little game show music. 
There we go. There we go. All right. Nice. So we got five questions, multiple choice. Okay. Make good. it easier. <laughs> Give me a chance. <laughs> it, 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 having only been to the state fair for three hours in your life. <laughs> well prepared. <laughs> How well does Gerson Rosas? You had three hours to study. In fairness, Gerson. <laughs> all right. Question number one. How long would it take the average cow to produce all the milk served during the 12-day fair run? If only one cow were to produce all the milk served, how long would it take? Three part, or three uh, possible answers. 24 months, 8 years, or 20 years? I'm going to go with 8 years. 8 years is correct. That's correct. Wow. Way to go. There you go. 3 hours is all you need. You're off to a good start. You're off to a good start. What was your logical deduction there by the way? Did you uh, when you went 24 years <laughs> or months, I think I'll take the middle. All right, how many cookies does one batch of dough at Sweet Martha's Cookies yield? So this bucket of cookies here where they ma they've got 3 of these uh, across the safer. How many cookies does one batch of dough at Sweet Martha's Cookies yield? Is it 10 cookies? 500 cookies? Or 5,000 cookies? I go with 10. It's actually 5,000. 5,000 cookies from one yeah. batch of dough. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. That's yeah. super impressive. That's how you gain but a wait. lot of weight. We're just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a good segue to question number three, which is how many rolls of toilet paper does the state fair go through each year? <laughs> is it 5,000, 11,000, or 22,000? And we did put in the research. Let's go 22,000. That is correct. Two out of three so far. You are a man who at least knows his state fair bowel system. Right. All right, two for three. Two for three. Question number four. If measured end to end, how many miles of footlong hot dogs are sold at the state fair every year? Is it 35 miles, 75 miles, or 112 miles? Um, 112 miles. As a guy who loves footlong hot dogs, I'd love to say it's only 35 miles. Is that it? Only 35 miles. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I thought it'd be more than that. Bunch of slackers. <laughs> Let's pump it up. We got Get a on it, Wisconsin. Minnesota. The second time you've done that. I did now. again. Second time. Okay. Again. I just had, moved here from Wisconsin. We had Ryan Saunders on like three months ago after he was officially hired. We have to bring this up. Yeah. We have to bring this up. And Rami, coming from Milwaukee for 12 uh. years, goes, uh, all right, let's welcome in uh, Milwaukee Bucks coach <laughs> Ryan Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. I'm sure he you needed to know that. Yeah. He definitely needed to know that. All right, question number five, final question. To post a score here, how much manure is hauled out of livestock barns each year at the State Fair? Is it 10,000 pounds, 500,000 pounds, or 6 million pounds? 500,000. That's incorrect. The answer, and we triple check the math, <laughs> is six million That's pounds. Insane. Six no. million pounds. Six million pounds. According, according to the manual. We have the manual. We can show you. <laughs> we oh, checked boy. our facts. Three thousand tons. Three thousand tons equals wow. six million pounds. That's, we did the math okay. and double checked it. Thanks a lot, you guys. No I'm problem. That it doesn't seem possible. <laughs> you want a cookie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it up for Gerson Rosas, everybody. President of Basketball Operations <laughs> for the Minnesota Hey, soccer fans, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. I want to talk to all you business owners out there. I've been one myself. I know it goes into it. You love it. You're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect your... 
All right, welcome back to the Minnesota State Fair. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And uh, for the record, Gerson did take his first ever, Gerson Rosas' first ever State Fair food item was a handful of our Sweet Martha's cookies. So we did we did uh, introduce him to the cocaine of State Fair food. I was going to say, the problem is you eat two, you can't stop. No. That's my yeah, problem. Yeah, no, because I just ate two and I don't want to stop, uh, but I'm hosting uh, a radio show. You know, By the way, you're a little, just a little willy-nilly with the sharing. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, it's a bucket of cookies. Right. I'm hungry. Judd's hungry. No, like, no, I, no, I stay clear of him. There's like a hundred <laughs> cookies. I can't, I can't do it. Hold on. All right, let's, let's, all right. I'm fine with you not doing it. Okay, that. bucket of cookie sharing etiquette. Jason Fitz from ESPN. I mean, you're just walking around with them. Like, here, help yourself with some cookies. Like, I don't know. Jason Fitz from first and last. Uh, you can find him on Golik and Wingo and all over Snapchat for ESPN. All right, what you got? If we have a big bucket of cookies here at the Minnesota State Fair, and there's like a hundred cookies, Rami's saying no, no, they say it's about four dozen. Let's 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 state the facts correctly here. They say it's about four dozen in a bucket. All right, what are you? What's what's the etiquette, Jason? The etiquette is last time I checked, everybody else doesn't have an anchor tied to their rear end. You want cookies? You go get your own. All right. Thank you. Uh, if I got 48 cookies, that means I got 48 times that I can have absolute enjoyment. I'm not sharing my cookies with anybody. <laughs> wait, are you? Wait, are you? Are you eating? Like, are you dimming the lights and lighting a candle for each individual cookie? Like what? Look, let's just be honest. 48 cookies. Like this is what happens. Okay, so for me, like my Sunday NFL tradition, always growing up was my dad and I would split a dozen uh, donuts while we watched the Raiders in, in my lifetime. Most most of the time, loose. But as I got older, <laughs> it would just become me eating a dozen donuts every time the Raiders play. And the funny thing is about you order a dozen donuts. At first, it seems like it's a lot. But when you get to that last donut, don't you always wish there was one more? I mean, you're human. Everybody wishes <laughs> there was one more. I'm going to respect the bucket of cookies. I'm going to respect all 48 of them. I mean, the, it, it, the cookies are glorious. They deserve all of the respect. All right, J- Jason. Raiders fan, tell me. Your, your unbiased review of hard knocks thus far i'm curious to, to hear from a fan of that team what they think of the hbo show th- uh, thus far hard knocks has been a joke it's, i like thank at this you point, i'm just calling it soft knocks i mean the whole reason that they wanted the raiders was so that they could show us antonio brown drama show yep. us vontez perfect drama like richie incognito there were these big personalities that they were banking on being big personalities to make it entertaining and now you have the biggest sort of chaos we've seen around the superstar in training camp in years, and they've done nothing to cover it. You want to tell me that Mike Mayock had nothing to say behind the scenes until he finally talked to beat reporters and said, you're all in or you're all out. It's Amen. garbage. And the way they're editing, it tells us that you know at the end of the day, they're making fluff reality TV that we shouldn't waste our time with. And here's what I, I, I hate the entire thing, but here's what I really, really, really hate. John Gruden is now playing John Gruden. It's like a character in a it sitcom. Yeah. It, it's like it's they, hilarious. It's like there should be a laugh track, and it should be John Gruden playing John you, Gruden. You know what it is? It's like John Gruden is playing Frank Caliendo's yes. version of John Gruden. <laughs> it's You're a multi-level inception. Right. And the funny thing is, like, if they had sold it to us as, hey, you know what, we're going to do mic'd up with Gruden all through camp, at least I could say, okay, this is going to be entertaining. Fine, I'll watch it for that. But to think that there's just nothing to – I mean, the amount of time that we've heard about backup quarterbacks, you're telling me on a trash football team over the last how many years that the only compelling story is whether or not Mike Lennon or Nathan Peterman is going to get the backup quarterback job? you got to be better than that, HBO. 
Well, that Mike Lennon, man. And maybe that the mo- maybe the most disappointing thing about it to me, Jason, is Richie Incognito, who suddenly is the voice of reason. Like, brawls were breaking out <laughs> in their inner squad practice with the Rams, and he was like, guys, guys, come on, what are we doing this for? Well, and I love the fact that all they did was sort of reference, you know, Richie Incognito with a checkered pass. You got all this time. You don't want to at least fill people in on what that checkered pass is and why it's controversial that he's on an NFL roster to begin with, and then give me some sort of uh, like some sort of sense of what the locker room is around somebody that, frankly, was removed from the NFL at one point for bullying people in a locker room. I mean, there's no story to tell there. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Uh, how many, Jason Fitz, how many years of the 10-year contract does John Gruden wind up lasting? Did you, do you think he makes it all 10? Uh, no, but, you know, the hard part about it is, like, you know, we, we don't talk enough about the fact that coaching contracts are fully guaranteed. So yeah. at what point do they have to look at it and say, man, we got to write a check for how much money to let him walk away? That's why I didn't like the 10-year, $100 million deal is because, you know, let's say that at four years in they realize that he just doesn't have the magic, and I could see it being the four- or five-year point. You're going to write a $50 million check if you're Mark Davis to make him go away? I, man, that seems like a lot of money to have to cash out. So I think he should be gone if he's not able to turn it around by year four. Uh, I think they could they would let it play out a couple of more years just to save that equity. One thing, Glennon's neck does freak me out. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think human beings are supposed to look like giraffes. Mike Lennon or Merton Hanks it's in just, a neck off. You know what? Merton Hanks didn't freak me out. This guy's neck freaks me out. The amount of distance between shoulder pads and helmet yes. on Mike Lennon is unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented. He really is sort of like the giraffe of quarterbacks, and I'm yes. not sure how that helps him when he takes a hit. Like, Imagine a giraffe taking a big hit. I just don't know how that, that, that plays out. Maybe that's been Mike Lennon's problem. And it is alarming how tall he looks standing next to so many of the players just because of neck. I mean, he's like, the dude's all, he's, he's all like ears to nipples. That's everything on my glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're, uh, J- Jason Fitz is going to be a weekly guest on our show here every single week, every single Thursday at 4.20 Central Time. And uh, we're, we're having some fun with him while we sit at the Minnesota State Fair. And by the way, our merchandise booth is open. You can get your all Arise shirts, Luis Arise uh, one of the great batting average seasons of any rookie in baseball history, and all the proceeds for those shirts go straight to his favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, we've got we've got football coming up here. We we will not be without football again until like sometime in mid February. Jason Fitz, what are your general opinions of the Minnesota Vikings going into this season? You know, it's funny, and maybe because I knew we'd be talking, but I, I started because I I just I'm a degenerate. Rewatching a lot of last year's football to try and figure out what the the North looks like specifically because everybody's all in on the Bears and you know the Golick family has repeatedly pointed out and I think smartly so on Golick and Wingo that the turnover ratio is going to come back to the means at some point. It was so in the favor of what that defense did in Chicago last year. So I've been looking at it saying, okay, well even if Chicago State takes a step back, what's it mean? And that that has me rewatching it. And at some point, this is what has to happen for the Vikings conversation in general. I think you have to separate whatever the concept is of Kirk Cousins and $84 million fully guaranteed. Because, yes, I think early in the season particularly, there was some rust. Things didn't look great in that offense early on. But when you look at the production that they were able to put up, I mean, it is alarming what that team is has been capable of doing and how talented they are top to bottom. I, at this point, the Vikings are my pick to win the division. Uh, and, and I think there has to be some, some level of Kirk Cousins being a different part of the conversation. We're so hung up on the fact that he got $84 million. We're forgetting the fact that 
you know, realistically had a very productive season last year. The contract is what it is. Now you just got to look at it and say, how do they make the most of it? I think they're doing that. They have the pieces in place to do it. Their offensive line is going to be good. I, I, I just, I think the Vikings are a team we're not talking enough about. To me, when you talk about the NFC North, Jason, the, the, the real wild card and the unknown in this whole thing is the Packers because I feel like Aaron Rodgers, when he just has a, a normal and healthy relationship with a competent NFL head coach, that automatically makes them the favorite in the NFC North. Like We just need to find out what Matt LaFleur is, and if he's, like I said, a competent head coach who can foster any kind of relationship with Aaron Rodgers, the rest of the division needs to look out. Well, but the, the question is, are you willing to give Matt LaFleur benefit of the doubt? And I'm not. And I'll tell you, you know, obviously I lived in Nashville for 20 years, so I've spent too much time following the Titans. And Matt LaFleur came in as, a, you know, obviously a heralded offensive uh, of mind, and he was supposed to be able to get this next level out of Marcus Mariota. Now we don't know if it's Mariota that's the problem or if it's the offense that's the problem, but we, what we do know is there was considered to be talent in the, within the Titans organization, and we didn't see that talent necessarily rise. The offensive line wasn't considered to be better after a year under Matt LaFleur's calls. The, the Corey Davis, the wide receiver out there, didn't take this big step forward. They didn't become more dynamic. Uh, you know, I, I look at Matt LaFleur and say, of all the head coaching candidates that have been brought in, the one that I have the most question marks is with Matt LaFleur because I'm not sure what the what the level of – patience is going to be from Aaron Rodgers to a coach that's still figuring out how to be a head coach. So I think you're right. If Matt LaFleur is a competent head coach, then the the Packers will take a big step forward. I question whether or not he deserves the benefit of the doubt to be that. Who's your pick uh, to to take a major step backwards and conversely your pick to, uh, to go from being a disappointment in 2018 to being a successor in 2019, Jason? When I think about teams that are going to take a step back that that one's tougher i'll start with the step forward i and, and this is going to sound stupid based on the preseason i really have my eye on the 49ers uh simply because they they battled so many injuries they get their franchise quarterback back and they got some picks at the top of the draft they revamped the pass rush the 49ers i think have the opportunity to go from being obviously the second worst team and they had second pick of the draft they have a chance to get themselves into that seven or nine eight and eight range in my mind so i think that's a pretty substantial step forward uh, when you talk about step back, that's a tougher one. And, and I think, you know, the Colts are going to be on that conversation. Obviously, if Andrew Luck isn't healthy, I, I have a lot of issues with that. And the Colts, uh, two weeks ago, I was sitting there saying, hey, they could be a sneaky Super Bowl pick. I don't know that I feel that way anymore, given the, uh, obviously, the, the health of Andrew Luck. And I think uh, the Chargers are a team that, you know, last year was very good at times. I don't think that we can rely on as much for the Chargers this year specifically. The Melvin Gordon thing aside, I do think they'll miss Melvin Gordon on however that contract uh, situation plays out. But the AFC looks a lot tougher, and I don't, I don't necessarily believe that the Chargers are poised to be able to maintain where they were. All right, so Jason, Jason Fitz is with us here, and you can find him early in the mornings here on Score North on first and last and as part of Golick and Wingo. Um, we can talk football, and we will throughout the entire year. But I'm going to go ahead and guess that in your music career, you've probably played a state fair or two, or a county fair or two. Is it fair to say that? Oh my God! If you, if, I mean, if you're including county fairs and every municipality fair and state fairs, my my God, yeah, that, that, that's that's the life lifeblood of country music, right there. You're talking about that. So, Absolutely. So, There's nothing better than figuring out what weird food that, that state fairs have decided they should deep fry, and uh, it's a delight. All of it. So that's that's my question. Which is like, what is your 
Um, all right, I'm going to go Mount Rushmore, I guess. What's your Mount Rushmore of state fair or county fair foods, fried foods? Uh, well, at the, at the top of the list is the ginormous, like, corn dog, because, like, the fact is corn dogs are uh, amazing uh, every every possible way that you, you could possibly have them. But state fairs find a way to make them even bigger. So anything that I can have there, um, some of the, yeah, so the massive corn dog I'm all in. I also think, like, the the Wisconsin uh, state fairs all do a really nice job. I know, uh, you know, it's it's the Packerland. I hate to do that with Minnesota, but uh, the cheese curds are so good. Like cheese curds are just so stinking good. Um, those two stand out. I'm trying to think of, of what other state fairs are uh, are, are really uh, epic. Like the food is so weird. The deep fried Twinkie thing, uh, I'm, I'm good on sometimes, but like any of the desserts that are deep fried are going to be good. And I've noticed that some of the fairs like to do the funnel cakes. I'm not a big funnel cake guy, but when you start to douse it in, like, melted peanut butter, well, that that's also a delight in and of itself. Boy, I just got – I just got – I just uh, gained weight listening yeah, to Jason Yeah, no, I, seriously. I need a shower I'm not even that. joking. When we were doing the state fair circuit, this is true, <laughs> we would, after the show, we would – because we ate so much before the show. After the show, when everybody left the state fair – the band and everybody that played would come back out on the stage while they were breaking it down, and we would do those insanity like Sean T workouts on the stage just during the day. Because otherwise, you wake up one day and you're like, "Man, you went from skinny rascal flats to not so skinny rascal flats." That's how that happens. State fair, man. State fair is what does doesn't see. But by the way, my I, guy, I love the my guy Mackie here, Jason. He says you cannot work a bad diet. I beg to differ, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on trying. I'm just gonna keep on trying. You know what? I appreciate the effort. At that, at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jason Fitz. Thanks for joining us, and we're looking forward to uh, to breaking it down with you all season long here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We'll talk next week, man. <laughs> Going to be a fun season, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Have a great week. All right. You can. By the way, you can follow Jason too on Twitter, just at Jason Fitz F I T Z. And uh, unknowingly, that's a good segue because when we come back, we have a food item, and we have a blindfold. And we're going to bring a segment that Rami used to do at the, was it the Wisconsin State Fair? Yes, sir. On the fan in Milwaukee yep. with his old co-host. And it's going to be the Rami Fried Food Challenge where he tries to identify what he's putting into his mouth. I feel I have a very educated this, palate, and uh, this is a way to test this it. This sounds like it could get very nasty by day seven. I'm going to try to identify. I see, like, Judge shifted away from Rami. Yeah. <laughs> I was... I was going to say, day one, it's probably fine, but everything's nice and smells good and it's green out here. As Phil can attest, by next Thursday, it's not going to look so yeah. good. So we'll do that when we come Phil back. Phil said by the end of the week, Sweet Martha's cookies are baked into the pavement He's, out here. People are just this, dropping this them This green everywhere. grass, yeah. by next Wednesday or Thursday, will be brown. I'm going to take a day-by-day a day picture and show the progression of the grass. In front of our in front yeah. of our stand here, we, can we just set up actually a, a twenty four hour live cam on the grass? <laughs> Watch it and die. then speed it up in, in the they do like a three minute version. But of we it haven't chained of off. People shouldn't be walking on this right it here. It doesn't right? matter. This should stay no, pretty it's, fresh it's right still here. Gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna die. All yeah. right, it's gonna happen. Dies every year. All right, the Rami fried food challenge. Plus, Judd was at the wild press conference today, which I heard was awesome. I did too. I, I heard, heard it was great. great. I actually wasn't. I watched it. And then Declan okay. and, and I did a Judd's Hockey podcast after it. Okay. But there's still some great stuff from it. So we'll come back. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami live from the Minnesota State Fair. It's 4.42, and it is score north download time. I'm Manny Hill. And, of course, we have been out here all day. The great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair. We've been out here all day. 
It is the first day of the fair, and we will have live Score North programming uh, for you all throughout the fair through Labor Day. So stay tuned for that. If you want to know where we are, you can come down to, uh, we're just off Chambers Street to the left edge of the grandstand. We're right next to the Channel 5 booth. Uh, as well across the street from the corn dogs. So come out and find us. Say hi to Mackie and Jeb with Rami. They're sitting right here on the porch right now. And uh, also, if you're looking for some Score North merchandise, we've got that. So uh, we're selling that on the side of our booth here. And uh, you can just come up and show uh, the folks your Score North mobile app, and you'll receive a $5 t shirt. And also, uh, we are donating all proceeds from the All Arise t shirts to Luis Arise's favorite charity the ronald mcdonald house so come on by uh the uh, merchandise store will be open until nine o'clock tonight so be sure to check that out as uh we roll on for uh another segment of mackie and judd with rami that's just one download thank you manny and sorry for for tap dancing all over i think i was just like yelling things at seth over here when you were doing your <laughs> i didn't even download. hear you you're good you're like seth's gonna be uh capturing some footage here of this next segment because rami's blindfolded Yes, I am. And uh, Manny, if you could go back and get, because he, he, he can't see it now, so you can you can you yep. can safely bring it out. Now this is nothing weird, right? That's not the point of this. Is for me to eat weird it's things. It's too late now. Do you know what it is, Judd? I don't. Rami, Rami, how many fingers am I holding up? I have no idea. No. <laughs> I legitimately I can't see. But the you thing can't. Right now. But you can't agree to this and then be like, but it can't be something weird. Well, that's what I said at the beginning. The point of this is for me to try and guess what it is. If it's something I've never eaten before, how would I guess what I, it is? I don't know, man. That's why I don't sign up. I for mean, stuff I'm gonna like eat this. it. Whatever you put Ju in front of me, I'm gonna eat it. See that, Judd? Because that's what I do. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. I don't like that reaction. All right, Manny, come on out here. No, I've so the, the, this is uh, Rami's fried food. <laughs> is this challenge. something on a stick? Yes. Okay. Can yeah. How do you want us to? You you guide us through this I process mean, here. What? At my previous stop, they would actually feed it to me. But if you if you feel weird about that, you can just put the stick in my hand, and I will well, we guide it. it. I will guide it, it to my mouth. Here, I'll take it. Come here. You're Come gonna feed me? Heck yeah! All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. This okay. is great. Okay. Now you've got to lift. You got to move the microphone. You're gonna okay, have to move, move the, the mic. You can't. Yeah, okay. Just move it down. Okay. 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 Ready? Okay, here it comes. Ooh. Uh -huh. All right. Oh, this is this is disturbing there you go. right now. Take a bite. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay, go ahead. Give us talk us through this, Rami. It's, it's definitely Here, move your mic back. Yeah, up. move your here. Yeah, there you go. I already know what it is. I got it. Okay. It's a fried grilled cheese sandwich. I, I mean, I I think we have to buzz him on that. Really? It's not? Semantics. I was going to say, it's, this it's, now depends on how far you want to take the semantics of it. It's deep-fried It's deep fried cheese. Oh, really? I thought I tasted some bread in there. Well, here, there is well, no, why don't you no, give him another? Yeah, let me get another bite of that. Uh, Hold on. Really, really get in there this uh -huh, time. Uh -huh. All right. Well, I think he did before. Uh -huh. Hold on. Okay, now there's going to be some stick first. <laughs> okay. I apologize. Jeez. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, there's nothing I can do about it. I didn't want to gag him with a stick there's by accident. There's going to be some stick first. Yeah, well, I just I needed to tell him that. How many other see? times in your life do you hear that? <laughs> so that's just straight fried cheese. It, so you can t why don't you take the, the blindfold off? Okay. Here, I'll show it to you. It looks like a corn dog. It's got, it does you, have a... You, you bite it's inside. It's got a case. Yeah, my first thought cheese. was corn dog, but then I was like, that'd be too easy. They're not going to give me a corn dog, so... Maybe we will just to play mental games What's with you. What's a corn dog case? I mean, it kind of is a grilled cheese sandwich because it's it's bread on the outside. It's semantics. That's, that's the bread that would be on a corn dog. So I'm going to say I got this one right. I think I'm one for one. <laughs> you know what? Do you want to give it to him for the first time? I, I'm trying to figure this. Out. I, There's going to be ones he doesn't get. That's true. We'll we'll give you this one. Thank you. You you nailed the bread and the cheese and right. 
I'm, I'm okay. telling you, educated palate, guys. I'm not. I'm not the foodie beat yeah, reporter here he for can, no reason. He all right. Can, he can sense breading and cheese and grease and grease. And yeah, grease. that's there's your palate. <laughs> I want to see Rami on like one of these, like that that uh, that Netflix documentary about wine sommeliers. Yeah. and they can like pick out. Yep. Oh, there's a hint of oak from the '90s in there, and there's other fruit forward flavor. <laughs> <laughs> like Rami bites into a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, that's a grease from the back left portion of my. Like usually there are. More more components to things for me to try and guess. This was just cheese and bread oh, there, fried on a stick. There will that be was, more. Okay. There, yeah, there will be days more. when there will be way more than that. Okay. Yeah, Manny and I were going through the new food items and some of the things uh, earlier today that uh, we'll bring to you. There's I mean, it's my first ones. fair, so it's all kind of new to me. Yeah, what is, so this is your first Minnesota State Fair. Yeah. You've been wandering around. We went up and got him a gizmo sandwich earlier today. I'm going to take off my headset so I can remove the blindfold for a second because I feel like a jackass. It's sort of a good look. <laughs> well, you are a jackass, Robbie, so... <laughs> I like the look. I thought it worked but, for you, but that's just me. What are your impressions? I just feel like uh, an Arab with a towel tied around his head at the Minnesota State Fairway. And for the well, record, right, some and, attention. And for people, well, for people who are appalled hearing that, Rami, I'm an Arab, so he can say yeah, that. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. You can't. I can't. No, my first impressions of the State Fair. It's um, it's it's the Wisconsin State Fair on steroids. That's that's basically what it is. Wow. I, Everything I've seen here, I saw at the Wisconsin State Fair, but it's bigger, or there are three or four of them. Or is it the Wisconsin State Fair on uh, statins and antacids? <laughs> How long is the Wisconsin State Fair? Uh, I want to say about the same amount of time, like 10 days. Okay. 10 days pretty or good. so. Yeah. Pretty good run. Yeah. So what do you hope to get out of this experience? You're going to be here pretty much every, well, every weekday for sure until yeah. Labor Day with us. For not like too, a good not six too hours. Fat. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to leave I here not too him. fat. Yeah. I mean, the guy works out. That's the bottom line. He throws weights. But like I, like I told Fitz, I'm just going to try and out-eat the bad diet here for the next 10 days or so. I try and keep it tight, but at the state fair, like, what's even the point of trying? Try and keep just it look tight. around, dude. He throws, amazing. he throws big weights and tries to keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you're, you're going to see a lot, of, a lot of people who've given up on life as well. Like... You're, you know, there was somebody. Was, was I don't know you, what you're talking you, right, about. Rami might have told us this. There was somebody on a motorized cart holding like five corn dogs as if they were Wolverine. No, no, Danny was telling us that he had he had a corn dog in between each finger, like he was like he was like corn dog Wolverine. The only thing that Royce liked about this event, the only thing was the prospect that someday he could get a cart. I just want to ride around a fair. I feel like Patrick Royce, if he wanted a cart, could have could have easily requested a cart. I thought about it last year. I gave it to him last year to get a cart at the entrance and then just drive here. But then just drive and just like honk the horn, get out of my way. Do you think I, I pitched this to Rami and he he doesn't think it's feasible? Do you think one of these corn dog stands would let you do Edward corn dog hands? Like instead of you know putting <laughs> sticks in the corn dogs, you could just have like a corn dog on each finger. And then you can't you can't do anything. You can't go to the bathroom until you've eaten all the corn dogs off my, your fingers. My guess is it would, it would violate probably burn your hands. And it, it? it would probably violate like eighteen health laws. That's what Rami said. If you had to no. put the corn dogs, I said health and fin- safety violations. Yes, yeah. but besides that, you'd be in fine shape. I would try it if they would allow me to. Give I, them would, a, I would try. Slide them, slide them fifty off the top. <laughs> say here's fifty bucks. Let's start. Let's talk about this. We want to make some sweet social media content. Uh, I, I need to know what the reaction is when you walk up to somebody inside a Pronto Pup stand with a $50 bill. You do the covert handoff of the $50 bill, and you lean in, and, and they've got 100 things they could expect you to say. And the thing you actually say is, 
I want to do Edward Corndog hands. <laughs> it's the state fair. They probably wouldn't be surprised one bit. <laughs> They'd be like, we already had to turn hey, somebody away. Speaking I'm sorry, of, we can't do that. Speaking of, is the costume here, and when do we get to see it? The costume is here. Uh, the costume is our guy's sitting not... in, the, in the back room here. Okay. And, and my sources tell me that Jonathan has tried the costume on. Oh, yes. yes. It's amazing. I've seen it. Yeah, I've I witnessed seen, it. I've seen him now, so Manny, Manny has seen Jonathan with yeah. the corn dog costume. Now on. this is an it's happening, boys. Forget yeah. baseball. <laughs> oh yeah, for this sure. This is an it's happening. This is an it's happening for so, sure. So Jonathan, who is is producing Minnesota United tonight, which is why he's not out with us today. Manny's hanging out with us today. For people who are new or don't know, Jonathan loves corn dogs more than his family. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> I almost said something about I did. Jonathan ate a corn dog for lunch yesterday at Score North, and uh, he brings them in for lunch regularly. Correct. Yes, he does. And so we are going to dress Jonathan up in a corn dog costume against his will, and make him go around the fair <laughs> and taste test the corn dog stands. It's going to be uh, The placement of the stick on the corn dog costume is interesting. Yeah. Let's just say it's, it's uh, interesting. It's, I call it glorious. It's very uncomfortable. And I know that because I also tried the costume. Hey! You tried it on too? I did. How about costume? It's an extra large. The stick that hangs down. Like, there's no way to say this without. There's a the corn dog costume. So there's a stick. Yes. And the and the stick goes down between your legs. between your legs, and it, dra- it drags on the ground. Wait, but what if you? <laughs> and it is also like uh, it's it's bendy. Like you you can. Well, you can bend okay. it. You can bend if it I, so that it's pointing straight out. If you so please, if you choose, if you wait, so wait, choose. wait. So if you have the costume on and you're walking, and and there, there's lots of curbs here where you can one can accidentally stumble, and you you were to stumble and the stick <laughs> jutted upwards, couldn't that cause great pain? Listen, this is the price we pay for. I wasn't to wearing a costume, content. but that happened to me once. <laughs> <laughs> And let me tell you, Judd, it's not pleasant. And for the record, the corn dog costume. I like costume, to think of pitfalls, you know? <laughs> what can go wrong? Judd will not approve of this. The corn dog costume has one streak of just mustard on the front As side. As it of should it. be. No ketchup. As it should be. I'm bringing ketchup tomorrow and I'm going to squirt him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, so we've got just a, a few minutes left before we get to a cram session. The greatest. Judd Zolgadian headline on scorenorth.com that I think has ever been written. In the middle of the wild press conference today to introduce their new general manager, Billy Garen. What's the dog's name again? Breezer. Breezer. Breezer the Breezer dog. The dog. Breezy boy. And this wasn't, Breezy boy. this wasn't at the beginning, or in the middle. This was at the beginning as Leopold's making his opening statement. And, and it's in, so it's in the front lobby of the X. Okay. All of a sudden you hear this. So Breezer comes, Breezy, Breezer. Breezer's Breezer been brought, Breezer's been Breezer hockey again. Okay. I call him Breezy boy. He's been brought, know, he's been brought, before Billy Guerin could even make a statement, Craig's like, all right, well, I guess there's the dog. You've all heard of him by now. They bring out the dog, and essentially, oh, that's great. essentially they trump their own GM press conference <laughs> by introducing you to Breezer awesome. the dog before, before you get, so my headline is, Dog and Pony Show, colon, Wild does best to distract us from reality. Because when in doubt, when solid in doubt, headline. Bring I disagree up, with you, but that is a solid headline. When in doubt, say. when you know that your offseason's gone to hell, you bring out Breezer the dog. Now, now the history lesson, boys, is this, just quickly. What's is, there, the, is there precedent here? Yes, the Wild has not studied its history. National Hockey League. 
in this town before has had an owner who had dogs. Rupert and Charles were the dogs that Norm Green brought to Great Met Center and was photographed uh -oh. with and would run around Met Center <laughs> because Rupert and Charles served as a distraction for what Norm was up to. Are you saying that Breezer is the gateway to the Wild moving to Dallas? Well, not, no, somewhere? they're not going to Dallas. Dallas has a team. It's the gateway towards distracting us from everything that's gone oh, wrong. Okay. And it's poor, it's the, genius. And poor Billy Garrett, though, this guy's sitting up there as Breezer's barking. And Craig's like, I'm sorry about this, Bill. And Bill's like, oh, no, that's fine. Think about that. You just took a job to run a team that's so dysfunctional that you have to have the dog distracting the fan base. That's how bad it is. Why do you hate kids? Why do you hate dogs? I love dogs. In fact, in the column, total disclaimer, love dogs. Just be aware of the fact the dog is being used. You know what I don't like? Animals being used. And this poor Breezer. Breezer's upset because he's like, why are, you doing why are you doing this to me? Breezer said, what are you doing to me? So not only are you upset with the Wild players, Judd, you're upset with the dog, too. So all the employees no. of the Wild you're upset with. I feel sympathetic towards Breezer, the dog, because he's being used and he knows it. By the way, hold on, just a quick pause, because Ross is changing out you the signs for the show. Pause. For any of you who've been out here looking <laughs> at the signs saying, oh, Purple Daily is on. Why are they talking about fried cheese and, and Breezer, the dog? Well... Sorry. If you came for Purple Daily, we apologize. That show is from 2 to 4 o'clock. That show is full of hard-hitting takes, okay? Mackie and Jed with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Cram session is coming up Did we shortly. Get cram session questions? I didn't. No, Manny has uh, Manny has written them up. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, but we have not seen them yet. Okay, good. So I'm not the only one who's totally unprepared. When's the last time you right, prepped cool. for cram session? I mean, once or twice. <laughs> And later, I don't blame you. Buddy. Later, why your team sucks, Minnesota Vikings edition, Dude, courtesy of Deadspin. That thing was cold-blooded. Oh, he loves the Vikings too, and that's why it's so harsh. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth turkey for forty or a Murray's baked brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.